Listener Production. Hello, everyone. It's producer Kelsey here from Team Taria. Now, if you're wondering why you're hearing me in your ears, instead of Taria, it's because I'm in the driver's seat today. Taria is going to be answering the seven. Now, if you're a daily listener to this podcast, we love you, but you'll also know that the seven is something that we've introduced recently. And we did this because we want to get to the bottom of the routines, the habits, and the mindsets that have led our guests to success, whatever that means for them. And who better to ask than Taria herself? Because as we know, our girl Taria, she's an athlete, she's a businesswoman, she's an author, a speaker, and let's be honest, she's a bloody legend. So let's get stuck into it. So Taria, what a nice little change of pace that we have you in the passenger seat today. I want to know, what fills your cup? What fills my cup is probably making time and space for myself in my day to do something for me. Usually that looks like going for a run. It can also be going to the gym and doing a class. It can be getting a coffee with some girlfriends. And what helps you manage your work, life, family responsibilities in all of that? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think what I do is that whole filling my cup first, right? Because we all know that you can't pour from an empty cup. And I know that if I don't do anything for myself, I end up being really shitty and resentful of every single person around me, which includes my family and my colleagues. So that's not great for anyone. So making sure I do something for myself every day, that helps me to manage the responsibilities Mm -hmm. that I have. Well, it's like you always say, you've got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can really start helping other people. And it's, it's so true. Got to put that mask on. Got to put that mask on. So is there something that you do now that you thought would be impossible? You know, when I was younger, I used to exercise and run. And when I think back about the reasons why I used to do that, I think it it was a form of punishment mm. or to make sure to, to mould my body into submission. And I think what's been really great about learning the kind of stuff that we talk about on this podcast, but also just getting older, I guess, is that now I I move my body or I exercise because it it has all of those other benefits. It makes me stronger. I find it empowering. It makes me a nicer person to be around. So I think that would be what I would would have thought was impossible Mm. before. Do you think that's like just a part of getting older, like, Growing into adulthood, you kind of learn that respect for your body that I think when you're younger, you you haven't quite understood that yet. Like you kind of take it for granted. I think I think it is part of getting older. But having said that, there's a lot of older women, and mm. I know this because we we teach them inside our running program, who who don't know that yet. So I think it's just the experiences that I have and getting to do things like this podcast. Yeah, that's so true, actually. So is there something that you've traded in to have the life you have now? I think having kids has been a really big adjustment. I love my kids so much. They bring me so much joy and wonder and they are amazing little humans. But when you have a child or children and a family, there is a sense of responsibility 
and it's not a sense of freedom mm. or a sense of liberation at all. So one of the things that's that I love about having a family, obviously there's many things, but it's made it easier for me to say no to things that don't. Um, I used to say yes to things just because people asked me to do them and now because I just don't have very much spare time, it's easier to say no. So what's one thing you wish you knew five years ago? What were you even doing five years ago? Where was your life at five years ago from now? Five years ago. Fuck, now I know why all our guests struggle with these questions. (laughs) How old? Wait. How old was Rahidi? They're really hard. When I was five years ago, I would have been pregnant with Huckabye. Wow. And I remember when I was pregnant, people would say to me, are you excited to meet your son? Mm. And I wasn't excited. And I think I wasn't excited because I had a really amazing role model as a mum. She was incredible. She was selfless. She was loving. She was caring. And I thought there's, there is no way that I'll be able to be as good as what she was. And what I've discovered on the journey of, of being a mother is that there are lots of different ways to do it. Everyone has their own style. If anything, I wish I could just tell that to Rhea that, you know, you will be a great parent and you will figure all of this out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a mum myself, but even just the concept of raising a child, raising a human being sounds stressful enough without, you know, the pressure of what other people think or what you think about yourself. But yeah, I think you're right. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own understanding of what's right and wrong. And I think, you know, following your intuition would would be a big part of being a good parent. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something I've better understood since having my second child as well because you've already done it once, you know, so you kind of you, you got all the mistakes out of mm. the way with the first one. <laughs> what do you do when you're feeling unmotivated? Because we talk about motivation a lot on this podcast. Yeah, we do, and that's part of why we ask our guests the mm. seven, right? Because we want to find out what makes them tick and what makes them motivated. I think, number one, if you're feeling unmotivated to do something, it is okay not to do it. I think so often we put so much pressure on ourselves to be superheroes and robot automons, and maybe the reason that you're feeling unmotivated to go for a run is because you're tired and you're stressed and maybe you're you're run down and maybe what you really need is a bowl of chicken soup and to watch Netflix, you know? So I think... I think it's really important to think about why you're unmotivated and to try and listen to yourself and listen to your body. Inside Run with Terea, my running program, people find that, people find that instruction of listening to your body really vague Mm. as well. Because I think, especially if you're a woman, you've had decades of not listening to your body, not trusting your body. So it can be really hard to start learning how to listen to it. And so that's why we've got the five minute rule which is, I guess, it's a tangible guideline that you can use. So if you're feeling unmotivated to do whatever it is, but I'm going to use the example of going for a run, you give yourself five minutes. You say, I'll go for just five minutes. And if after five minutes, I'm not feeling it, I give myself permission to quit. So it lowers that bar. 
It allows you to adjust your expectations of yourself. If after five minutes of run, you're not feeling it, it's honestly the best thing for your body and for your mind to go home, to rest, to eat that chicken soup and to watch Netflix. But sometimes what happens after five minutes, we get into this flow. We start to kind of enjoy it. And it doesn't actually feel that bad either. And if you feel like that, that's your body's way of telling you that it wants to go for a run and it's okay Mm. to go for a run. It's just doing it, right? Like getting out the front door is the hardest barrier. Once you're there, I often find that once I'm at the gym, I think to myself, oh, it's actually kind of nice being here. Like it's, it's nice to be out of the house and to be doing something different, but it's just that first initial step that's like often the hardest I think it's because a lot of us have that all or nothing mentality. So we think I have to run five kilometers or what's the point? Mm. Or I have to stick to my whatever it is, only eating green food regime perfectly. Otherwise I failed. And I think the five minute rule, it removes that type of all or nothing thinking. It says it's okay to just show up and have a go. And you get that permission to quit, which I think is really important as well. What's a common mentality women have about fitness that you wish you could change i think to start with this idea that we need it needs to be a form of punishment that exercise or movement or fitness however you want to call it has to be this thing where it's you know no pain no gain type of mentality or if you're not absolutely flogging yourself then it doesn't count i think that for some people they want to go for a walk along the beach Other people might find Tai Chi really restorative. Some people might want to learn how to run. So just understanding that it's not, it doesn't have to be this, this source of punishment or this source of castigation. It can be a source of, of joy and it can be something that you, that you relish the process of. And the other mentality would be that to take the pressure off yourself. I think it's so often we have these really high expectations of ourselves to do the two-hour power Pilates class, to only drink charcoal water, to eat a dinner of fish and vegetables. And maybe we do that one day, but maybe the next day we have a piece of cake and um, what we do then is we berate ourselves. We say, you don't have enough willpower. You don't have what it takes. So... Really, I'd love for women to drop that type of thinking and just focus on just showing up to something, having a go, giving themselves permission to be a beginner and giving themselves permission to try things that they haven't tried before. Thanks for listening to Terea Pitt's Pep Talk. Follow to get new pep talks every day. Listener.